10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Champions! Wrexham are promoted! They have their storybook ending! Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. For those watching, what do you think of the new beard? Um, chopped it completely off. It was, I don't know, about three or four inches, maybe. Um, it feels crazy. It feels really weird. I haven't cut it this, this short in like seven months. <laughs> but feels great. I feel, I feel lighter. Um, I feel more aerodynamic. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. It's a weird change. Um, kind of feels like you lose an appendage, um, especially for, I imagine it, it applies more for people with no hair on the top of their heads um, that cutting off your beard or at least trimming it down to, to very short is, can be kind of uh, traumatic maybe, <laughs> or at least I'm making it dramatic. Um, y'all welcome to the show. Thank y'all for joining me today. Um, if you want to follow me over on Instagram and Twitter, I am WXM Texan, Wrexham Texan over on both of those. Um, I interact with, with folks quite a bit on there. I try to post during the games, although I've been slacking a little bit recently. During the holidays, I tend to, uh, tend to, what's the right word, focus more on just enjoying it. <laughs> Um, rather than uh, being present online all the time. I'm not a huge, I've never really enjoyed social media or like being on it or interacting or posting. Um, it's never been my forte. I've never thoroughly like wanted to do it, but it is nice to be able to talk with Wrexham fans from everywhere and see a bunch of Wrexham news, see things that I don't normally see. So there are definitely benefits. It's just not something that I'm super passionate about. So there are going to be times, especially during the holidays, when I am not um, not on there as much. And for everybody over in the UK, uh, holidays start now for us because Thanksgiving is five days away. Um, Thanksgiving, you know, the... We, <coughs> sorry. Just tripped over, just uh, pulled my own headphone cord. <laughs> Almost pulled my headphones off my head. Um, all right, yeah, it's the holidays. It's the holidays for us. Um, and I know that over there, y'all might be celebrating Christmas already or starting that whole thing, um, which I just find way too early. If you're celebrating Christmas for more than a month, I think it's too long. Too many times do you have to hear All I Want for Christmas by Mar Mariah Carey. That's just, oh my gosh, two months of that, one month of that is, or three weeks of that is plenty. Um, so yeah, I feel sorry for anybody who has to listen to that uh, repeatedly over and over again for two whole months. Um, okay, y'all. Yesterday we had a game, Accrington Stanley. Uh, it was a game that I thought we would win 2-0. Turns out 
um, I had a premonition for the other team, um, for Accrington Stanley. Um, they are, let's see, let me go look at the league table because I completely forgot. I think I think I thought they were mid table. Yeah, and now they're now they're in the playoff hunt. So yesterday they had twenty six points, which would have put them down around nine or ten. And then today they have here. I'll just share this tab. Today they're in the playoff hunt. In fact, I believe we would be playing them in the playoffs at this exact moment if the season were to end today. Because I believe it's four versus seven and five versus six, and then the winner of those play each other. Um, if it's not that way, that's how it should be. Uh, but, man, it was uh, – yesterday was brutal. We did not play well. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from it is that we had almost no sense of urgency. Um, we did not play like we wanted to win that game. Uh, we, and I know we did, obviously, but we didn't. They outplayed us so much that it looked like we didn't show up, that we weren't there to play. They were everywhere all the time. Um, my wife said, like, every single time the ball went into anywhere important, uh, there were like 10, just a sea of red jerseys just floating around because they, man, they were everywhere. Uh, they would not let up. They hustled the entire time. Um, you got to give it to them because it was, it was an impressive victory for them. Um, I thought they did a fantastic job at basically everything. Um, their defense in particular, the way they hounded us. We they blocked so many passes that like especially crucial passes. Um, they were all over us the entire time. And um it was something that we're definitely not used to. Uh we're used to being able to to get our passes in, get our runs in, um, just because of how much talent we actually have on the team. But man, there are times when hustle outdoes talent, and yesterday was one of them. Um, I'm not saying that Accrington's not Stan, not Accrington's not Stanley. <laughs> I'm not saying that Accrington is not talented. I'm just saying the amount of talent that we have is is unusual for a League Two team. Um, and so you got to give it to them. You got to give it to them because they crushed us. It, it was yeah, it was utter domination. Um, there was never a moment where I was like, oh, we're, we're coming back. Yeah. There's no doubt. We're playing really well. Like we're, we're coming back. No problem. Um, it was more like, can we please turn it on and start playing better? I, th oh man, let's see. Let's, let's look at the lineups yesterday. Um, share this tab. All right. We had a Conquo in goal. We had Anthony Ford, Jordan Davis, Thomas O'Connor, Ben Tozer, and Aaron Hayden um, on the defensive side. We had James Jones, George Evans, and Elliot Lee in midfield. Then we had Paul Mullen and Sam Dalby as the forwards. Um, Dalby did not have a great game. He, I mean, he just he just didn't. Sorry, sorry, Dalbs. Um, you just didn't have a good game yesterday. Even Lee struggled. Uh, 
he didn't really make any mistakes, but man, he could not get the ball where it needed to be um, because they just, every time he would turn around, there'd be a guy there blocking his pass or blocking his path. Uh, it was, man. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else uh, Ford. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like, I don't think anybody played that poorly. It's just that their players played so stinking well. Um, I did like our substitutions, though I wish they had come earlier. Didn't really understand the Boyle substitution. Didn't think that was needed. Um, do we remember who he came in for? I thought it was O'Connor. Yeah, yeah, it was O'Connor. Um, so I, I mean, I don't really. O'Connor's been fine on the defense, but um. I don't know why we keep starting him back there, but Boyle, now that he, I mean, Boyle is a straight up defender. He did, he did fine. Once he came in, it was just, it was just an interesting sub at halftime to bring on Boyle. Uh, let's see. Then we had the next sub was Ollie Palmer in for Aaron Hayden. So we pushed forward. We put, brought on another forward um, and took out a defender, which I thought was the, absolute right call. I think it should have happened 10 minutes sooner. Um, uh, I thought Palmer and Bickerstaff should have come on at the same time for Hayden and Dalby. Um, that was, that was what I wanted to see because the one thing about Bickerstaff and Elliot Lee has this too. And so does Ryan Barnett. Um, the, the pace at which they play is fast and furious. And it looked like whether or not it looks, whether or not it is urgency, it looks like urgency and it feels like, like they're just urgently trying to get that goal, trying to advance the ball, trying to get, get the ball in a good position. And so I, in, in a situation where our team just looks flat, where our team looks like uh, they're just sluggish, Bickerstaff is the guy who I'd want, out on the field, bigger staff and Lee get the ball to Lee more often um, and put bigger staff or Barnett out on the field because uh, yeah, obviously I know we didn't have Barnett in this game, but bigger staff, man, that guy is uh, underrated in my opinion. I know he's a youngster, but man, he hustles, he pushes, he makes awesome runs. He gets the ball in the right places. Um, He's a guy that I would like to see more often in these kinds of situations, because let's face it, we're, there couldn't be games where we are slow, where we're sluggish, where we're just off that day. Um, there are lots of ridiculous reactions to this game. Everybody just needs to calm down there. We've got more than half the season left. Let's just relax. Okay. Um, we'll get to one of those tweets or Facebook posts here in a little while. Um, they also brought on McElinden. Not something I would have done. Parkey also brought in McElinden for, um, it was it was a three-person three sub. So it was Davis, Jones, and Dalby came off uh, while Andy Cannon, Bickerstaff, and McElinden went on. Um, I would have put in Luke Young. I would have put in Luke Young, get some stability get a guy in there who doesn't make mistakes who is diligent and thorough and will get the ball where it needs to be i mean put our captain in man uh i, I yeah 
I I've been missing seeing Luke Young out on the field. I know he's not the paramount para whatever paramount of athleticism, but the dude's athletic and the dude does not make mistakes. Um, he is, and he's a leader. So I would have loved to have seen him in. I, I don't have a ton of faith in McElinden right now. Um, I could just be me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I play with FIFA and FIFA does not <laughs> rate him very high. Um, that could definitely be it. But I haven't seen McElinden do anything more impressive than what Luke Young does. And I think Luke Young is what was needed at that time. Um, but again, uh, this is me couch coaching. So this is just picking nits. And, uh, you know, I'm not. I'm not the one getting paid to do all this. I'm not the one who uh, whose livelihood rides on whether or not we win or lose. I'm just a guy who gets to yell at the people whose livelihood does depend on whether we <laughs> win or lose. <laughs> um, I thought George Evans was fine. Um, he was playing up a lot, which I guess if you're you know playing midfield, that's that's where you're supposed to be. But it's just it was weird having him up there. I don't. I, the guys over at uh, Two Beards of Podcast and Wrexham, love George Evans. Um, I have not been all that impressed with him. Um, and again, I've been trying to trying to look out and watch watch for him, watch what he does. Um, but I thought he was somebody who could have come out as well, like maybe uh, Luke Young for for George Evans, rather than bringing. Dalby out, um, which I know Dalby didn't do much, but once you have Bickerstaff, Palmer, and Mullen around you, I feel like there's a better possibility that you're going to do something good because their focus, the defender's focus, is going to be far more on Palmer and Mullen than it is Dalby and Bickerstaff. So I don't know. It was it was just an overall rough game yesterday. It was it was terrible. Let's go over some stats. Um, first off, uh, Lee. There Lee scored. What's his first name? I forget. Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee scored in the 50th minute. And then Longello, Longolo. I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sure Mark Griffiths pronounced it yesterday, but I didn't remember it. 73rd minute. And then Mullen, of course, missed, had a rare miss of a PK in the 99th minute. Um hit the crossbar that's like we knew we were going to lose but the fact that he missed a pk just meant that that was it like we were we were never supposed to win that game that was <laughs> that was not ours to win um we just had the world's worst off day let's go over to match stats all right we somehow maintained possession for 57% of the time we won most of the duels they had eight interceptions. We had five. It was one to one on offsides, seven to six on corners. One distribution. We had a hundred, almost a hundred more passes than they did. Man, this is brutal. Long passes, a few more. Passing accuracy was about the same. Uh, crosses, about the same. Our crossing accuracy was much better. We'll go to defense first since we know how the attack comes out. Um, 17 to 17 on tackles, their tackle success rate. There it is. That's what I was talking about. 
they took the ball away from us so many times, which I realize 88% of 17 is probably like 15, 14, somewhere in there. So 14 or 15 of their 17 tackles, they took the ball away from us. That was a successful tackle. Um, they did that so well. And there were so many times when um, we would pass it and they would just be able to get the tip of the foot in there and just deflect it and it would go out of bounds or it would go wide or it would go to their own player. Um, they they just outplayed us. They just outplayed us. It's as simple as that. Um, 38 to 37 on clearances. They conceded 20 fouls. 20 fouls. We did 12. They had one yellow card, which I, did, I, I remember seeing the yellow card. I don't remember really seeing what it was for. It seemed out of place and not correct, but that could have just been me. Um, I maybe didn't see what, what exactly happened. Uh, their penalty that they received has been getting some scrutiny. Actually, we can go look at what happened here. Um, no, no sound. We don't need sound. Okay, so I am unsure of... I thought I knew, I thought it was called on Boyle, but it seems as though people think it was called on O'Connor or who, who is that? It's not O'Connor. O'Connor left the game already. Um, I can't tell who that is. Davis. I think that's Davis right there. Um, so I'm not sure who the, the PK was actually called on now that I'm, now that I'm looking at this because to me, Boyle looks like he just shoves the guy to the ground. Like, whether or not it's on purpose, I don't know. But it just, like, right here, just watch Boyle. It just looks like he is the reason that guy fell on the ground. And so that would be something. If it is Davis, then that was a horrendous call because their player pulled Davis to the ground. Um, so... I guess it all depends on who he called it on. Uh, and maybe I could figure that out in, in, in a minute. This person certainly thinks that uh, super sub certainly thinks that it was called on Davis. Um, I thought it was called on Boyle. It looked like a foul on Boyle. I mean, he basically just fell on the guy and pinned him to the ground. So um, anyway, that, that PK was brutal. That kind of sealed the deal. That was, that was the game winner. Uh, we, we could not recover from that. Here we go. They had 14 shots. We had 10, six on target. We had four, five to four on block shots, six shots outside the box for them. Eight to eight inside the box. Shooting accuracy was 43 to 40. Y'all, it all just came down to the fact that they put the ball in the right spot at the right time. And we didn't because we had nearly as many opportunities. I, I mean, maybe not nearly, but it's what, two thirds, a little over two thirds, the opportunities that they had. Um, and they just put it in, they just put it in the back of the net and we didn't do that. Um, Mullen, I, I think everybody is, everybody would agree that Mullen has not been in the same form this year that he was last year. Uh, it has been the Elliot Lee show for the most part. And I love Elliot Lee, but man, when you're playing, when you're playing a team that defended 
how that team did, that is that's gonna be a rough game. And you have to you have to find that extra level of excellence, that little just flip a tiny little switch to go just above them. And man, we couldn't do it. And it just felt like it was an energy thing. It didn't feel like we were doing like we were um really just striving to to win. Um I don't know what it was. It was an energy thing. And that's despite the fact that we had 2,587 Wrexham fans in attendance. That is unbelievable. Um, it To me, it looks like that's almost half the stadium. I mean, that's almost, an, that's almost a home game. Um, so bravo to getting out there, y'all. That is... Awesome. I'm not sure how far away Accrington is from Wrexham, but way to travel, way to show up for the team. Um, however, uh, there were some things that uh, didn't care for. And me, the wife and Wrexham AFC points this out by saying, why are Wrexham fans throwing things on the pitch? It is not helping our cause at all. This is Sharn from me, the wife and Wrexham AFC. Completely agree. Completely agree. Um, do not throw things on the pitch if you are a supporter. Period. Get a grip on your emotions. Figure it out and breathe. Don't throw things on the pitch. You freaking doofuses. Um, let's see. Pamela says, throwing crap on the pitch and slagging the rest is never a good look. Unacceptable. It's the reason I've avoided football until Wrexham AFC. Those people have no business in any stadium. Pamela, I agree with you. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of forgiveness. Um, so I don't think that anybody should be banned for life or anything for throwing stuff on a, on a field. But I do think that uh, if you're one of the ones throwing something on a pitch, you need to recheck your priorities. Uh, if football is the only important thing for you and the thing that you would die for uh you'd need to recheck your priorities because almost everything about real life is more important than than football sorry um it just is football is not life or death um you are not as a fan your participation in this manner is not helping anything in fact, you're hurting your own team. You're hurting the look. You're hurting um, other fans. You're hurting the reputation of the club. So screw that. Stop doing that. Don't do it. Um, that's idiotic. Uh, I've I've been to, sorry, Rob, I've been to so many Philadelphia games. No, I haven't been to so many Philadelphia games. I've been to games in Philly as a Dallas fan uh, where the fans abuse me physically and uh verbally verbally is fine it is what it is you're you're showing up and and it's a bunch of drunk dum-dums so yeah uh, there's gonna be there's gonna be some verbal abuse but man i've had beer poured on me i've been shoved uh just don't do that we've i've never done that um as a sports fan and i don't understand the mentality of people who do that so like it doesn't make anything better for you or your club. It doesn't make you feel better. Um, it might for a moment be like, ha ha, like laugh at that person. But at the end, 
I guarantee you that doesn't feel good in your heart. So um, just don't do that. Don't throw things on the field. There's just no reason, no reason for that to be done. Let's see. Do I have any other? Okay. Yeah. This is one of those ridiculous tweets that I was talking about. Someone, um, Racecourse Ramble retweeted it or not retweeted it, but uh, took a screenshot of it without the, without the name of the person who tweeted it or Facebooked it, whatever said, sorry, chaps, but surely Parky's got to go. <laughs> his tactics, his style of play are awful. That team looked like they belong in the conference injuries and in internationals ain't an excuse. The money we have spent, we should be doing better than that. End of, um, shut up, get a grip. Um, I realize you might have said this while intoxicated, Get a grip, man. We are here. Let's just go back to the league table because we're fourth in league two. Spending 15 years down in league or 15 or 16. I can't remember down in the national league. And now we're fourth in league two. The year we got promoted, get a grip, everybody. It's all going to be fine. We've won four out of our last six. We've drawn one and lost one. I realize that Mansfield and Stockport are somehow on insanely good winning streaks, and it's not my favorite thing um, that they are. Um, and somehow Knotts County is tied with us in points, but ahead of us in goal differential, even though they've lost three out of their last six. So that's that's not my favorite thing. But y'all, we're perfectly fine. Look at okay. So just if you're look if you're listening to this, I'm sorry, but if you're watching. Look at all the green for every team that is nine and above. Okay. Look at all that green. There's so many W's, so many W's. Those are a lot of good teams with Gillingham and Morecambe being not in great form at the moment. Um, actually, Morecambe's in fine form. It's Gillingham that's not in great form. But look at all that green and then look at the complete lack of green for 10 and below. Just, just think about that. Just think about this is the top nine. The top nine are winning. The top nine teams in this league are all good. They're all going to be difficult. They're all going to be a pain in the butt to play. And Accrington Stanley is a good squad. They are seventh in the league right now. So let's not overreact. Let's just take a breath get out there next Saturday and whoop some butt. Let's, uh, let's, uh, make up for this, you know, terrible away game. Um, playing Morecambe next week. Like I said, um, they're in good form. They're in, not in good form. They're in decent form. Uh, they have won. I believe I saw four of the last six, but lost two of the last two. So their immediate form isn't great, but their their longer form is, is pretty decent. Um, let's see. Previous meetings between Wrexham and Morecambe. We tied them in League Two uh, in January of 2008. So we haven't played them in 15 years. <laughs> Uh, it looks like we only played them twice in 2008 and 2007. We tied 2-2 and won 2-1. So 
man, this is a team we've not played in a very long time. Um, in fact, I just kind of want to see where Morkum is compared to Wrexham. Let's go over here and um, here, I'll share this tab instead. Morkum. <clears throat> okay, and let's do a little path from Wrexham. Okay, so it's about an hour 45 straight north. They're on a they're on the water in a bay. Um, looks lovely. Gosh, I just I want to get over there so badly. Um, last week we had on Steve, um, Steve Irwin, uh, who lives over here. He's a Canadian, but he's living in Phoenix right now. And uh, yeah, he floated the idea of like buying a house with a bunch of Wrexham supporters and basically using it as a Wrexham Airbnb. And I thought that was one of the best ideas ever. Um, so yeah, you got to drive through Liverpool and Manchester to get there. Um, so not that far. It's funny. The, I mean, the size of, of the UK compared to what I'm used to driving, like you could drive from Bournemouth to Kirkwall in less time than it takes to drive across my state of Texas. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, any any drive within the UK, I, I kind of find short, easy, simple, no big deal. So I'm probably dead wrong because I'm sure it's just a bunch of traffic, which is the absolute worst thing to drive in is when it's bumper to bumper traffic and you're not going anywhere. But um, yeah, I, I always see things through the lens of driving across Texas because I've done that so many times and it I've just driven across the United States so many times and obviously the United States is much, much bigger. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see. Going back to Morecambe. Let's go back over here. Um, actually, we don't even need to. I don't think we need to. Can you get tickets? Tickets for our match go on sale from 10 a.m. This was October 25th. So uh, that was a long time ago. All right. I'm going to predict. So I have a prediction for the Morecambe match. I think. Oh, apologies. It is 8 a.m. when I'm recording this. So it. Uh, I just went for a run. I'm a little tired. Didn't get tons of sleep last night. So apologies for yawning into the microphone. Um, let's see. My prediction. I think we're going to come back with a fiery, uh, just a world of hurt for Morecambe. I think I'm going to predict 3-0. And I'm going to say, so this past time I said Mullen would score both goals because I predicted 2-0. I'm going to say Elliot Lee scores. I'm going to say Ollie Palmer scores again. And I'm going to say who scores our third? Someone surprising, maybe. Because Elliot Lee, Ollie Palmer, those are not surprising. Let's, let's just go look at some of the folks that could possibly. Jacob Mendy. Jacob Mendy. Those are my three, if, if Mendy's back in action. Um, if Mindy's not, then I'm going to say Mullen. One of the, one of the M&Ms. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my prediction. And again, everybody, let's just calm down. Let's just relax. Everything's fine. We're doing great. We are fourth in League Two. 
everything is all right. The holidays are upon us. We have a decent schedule during the holidays. And once once we're out of it, it's season almost half over by by January, I think. So then then we can start talking more and having a little more urgency and stress involved in talking about where we are on the table um, because it's too early to be that worried about where we are on the table. I like where we are, but I'm not worried about it at the moment. So I would urge you to do the same. I would also urge you to be kind. Um, don't take this out on the players. Don't take it out on Parky. Don't take it out on opposing fans. Just, just relax. Everything's great. Be cool. Um, be chill. <laughs> That's all I've got for you today. Um, next week, I'll be doing another one from Mississippi because um, I'm going to Thanksgiving at my grandmother's and uh, we'll put that out same time next week. And then the um, I'll be putting out reviews of the last three episodes of Welcome to Wrexham during December. Um, so sorry, it's going to be a little late for those, but they're going to come out. So just be a little patient. Apologies on the lateness. Um, got a lot of stuff going on right now. So thank y'all so much for watching. Really appreciate it. Go follow me over at WXM Texan on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Rexham Texan. You can interact with me there. If you want to come on the show, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to have pretty much anybody on this show because I just love talking about Rexham. So um, that'll do it for this week, y'all. Appreciate it. Up the town. My soul, though your heart, you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it. And if you knock my soul, or oh, with all your strength, you're gonna find it. You're gonna find it.